Good afternoon, good evening. Who are you? Where are you? And how are you? And what are you fucking doing right now? What are you doing? Welcome to News on Acid, episode 57. This episode is brought to you by Heinz Ketchup. Mm. They have a 57 on the bottle, oh, yeah. right? Did I fuck that up? All right, right. you're right. Uh, we're your hosts, Joe and Evan. Evan, again, happy ketchup. Yeah, uh, we are back after a post Super Tuesday. De- I was almost said debate, but. Uh- primary there's there's a debate going on (laughs) um as we predicted um as i predicted the only one i predicted correctly i think that was like not obvious was mike bloomberg winning american samoa (laughs) (laughs) out of nowhere the only (laughs) only one he won what is that uh i don't know can you just imagine though american samoa looks cool and the only time i think about it is during these during your election every super tuesday like every wherever four years or whenever that is yeah uh otherwise it doesn't grace my brain whatsoever no and it's it looks awesome it looks like a place like hawaii um but you can just imagine bloomberg just pumping those island people full Full of of ads stupid ass ads enough to win Enough to get Tulsi. I think she was born there. She got a single delegate. Nice. <laughs> um, which actually qualified her for the next debate. And then the DNC just changed the rules on her. I just read. Really? That they're like, yeah, you got to have more than one delegate. Because they're, they're gonna, probably a smooth move. Yeah. Because there's going to be like a thousand out soon. You know, a thousand. <laughs> yeah. You need more than one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a huge surprise. Uh, that would be. Very interesting if she made the debate stage somehow anyways, but... I don't get what her plan is, just to try to stay relevant as possible. She's not running for re-election. Yeah, I don't know, man. You'd you'd have... I I mean, I said it before where you have to assume she's going out just to be like a a Fox News contributor that can claim that she's Democrat so they can claim that they're fair and balanced. It's completely self-serving just to keep her name in there and be relevant and... I mean, technically, there's lots of people who haven't dropped out, I guess, like John Delaney and all these other like people in the background who are, I mean... Human sock puppet John Delaney. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Biden had a w- way better night than anyone anticipated with Pete and Amy dropping out. Yeah. I mean, the, his uh, polls just spiked and he, I think he won like 10 out of 14 contests or something. He's the winner. Like he's the winner. You know, of Super Tuesday. Simple, yeah. yeah. Winner of Super Tuesday, Joe Biden. And it's going to look pretty, I mean, looking at what's left, it looks pretty hard for Sanders to come back from it. I mean, 538 is still saying 61% chance, three and five, that nobody gets to the 1991 mm-hmm. delegate threshold. Then it goes to the convention. And then basically, I mean, we went over this last time, super delegates. Bring them, bring them to that threshold, and they're all establishment, you know, yeah. Congress people and whatever who are not going to vote for Bernie Sanders. A lot of the news coming out too from Super Tuesday is the uh, lack of participation from people like eighteen to twenty four, which really surprised is like me. what the fuck? <laughs> Every time, really, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they came out for Obama, but yeah, that's 
probably record turnouts in that demographic. I mean, um, honestly, Sanders is doing. I mean, because we talk about the youth vote and Sanders, obviously, like Joe Joe Biden beat Sanders in the youth vote in some states, which is mind blowing. Mind blowing. And I mean, it's not even to say, you know, I wish Bernie Sanders got more votes. It's just I wish more people were fucking voting. Yeah, it should be compulsory. I, I guess think. people just don't care. <laughs> uh, but do you want people who don't know anything to vote? People are doing that anyways. We talked about them last episode. <laughs> Filthy, Filthy cow. fucking casuals, dude. Just <laughs> out here ruining everybody else's fucking good time. Yeah, um, I think voting should be mandatory, but you should have to take like a five- Minute essay. <laughs> like a five-question test that shows that you actually understand what people stand for, and you could take it over and over and over again. You have again. to pronounce Pete Buttigieg's name. Yeah. <laughs> Did you start voting when you were 18? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I immediately started voting and I voted every election since, at least every presidential election. And it took a few years there to get into the, like, you know, fucking – Senate like the every two year. I don't know how off, we could yeah the off presidential elections. I don't. I'm blanking on what the fuck you would call that right now. Um, that took a little bit longer, but presidential elections. As soon as I was 18, it's like fuck yeah, I'm voting in that. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. Why wouldn't you want to? I yeah. mean, some people are just not engaged and don't follow the news at all. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. But sure, I don't know how you can avoid it if. I mean, it's interesting and it's important. It's your country, you know. Yeah, I was reading. Er- earlier about uh just you know the overall echo chambers people get into because mm-hmm. i'm sure i am sure that you know if we go through a timeline where joe biden gets a nomination and fucking loses and i'm talking to people it's gonna be oh i can't believe it was joe biden in the first place i'm sure i'm gonna be like did you vote in the <laughs> in the primary yeah and you know someone's gonna be lying when they say yes yeah. so it's interesting though because you can put the shoe on the other foot and like everybody has that same echo chamber. There's probably a huge, uh, constituency of Joe Biden voters who are looking at Bernie Sanders the same way where it's like, I don't know anybody voting for Bernie Sanders. How is he still in this race? And there's a bunch of young people that are like, I don't know anybody voting for Joe Biden. How is he still in this race? And back, you know, I was reading this article and they referenced back in, the long ago, I don't know anybody who's voting for Nixon. He won 49 states. So, like, yeah, there's always a group of people that are just like, how is this person, you know, still relevant? And, it, and people don't understand. People th- also think, like, if your second choice has, like, different views or outlooks, like, you don't, you're an idiot or, like, you are don't know anything about politics. Right. But, like, you see that all the time or, like, people think, you know, I mean, there's Bernie Sanders, Trump crossover. Yeah. There's uh, people who you think were opposite. Like I saw someone say like, well, like Sanders benefited the most from Pete dropping out. Mm-hmm. And people are like, those people, I saw someone on Twitter was like, those people have no idea what they're talking about. Or like, they've, and it's like, not necessarily. Like people have a lot of different reasons for voting. Yeah. And like for a lot of different people, it's not always policy. Like it's strategic. Right. Like, and the same way, even if it was policy, you would have a ranked policy list just like yeah. you would have a ranked choice list where if it's like my number one guy was uh, that fucking guy out of, uh, you know, it, I'm not saying this personally, but like if you're like an environmental <laughs> person, my number oh, yeah. one guy is Jay that, Inslee. Yeah, that dude out of Washington. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, all right, well, you know, no one else is that 
has that much of a hard on for the environment. So what's my second fucking policy item? Yeah. I and mean, they could be Pete Buttigieg's fucking, you know, flag, you know, so. Well, that's the whole thing with like Warren. People think everyone, people think she, all of her supporters, if and when she drops out, which it, I don't know, she's not dropping yeah, out. Hit the fucking conspiracy out. <laughs> Dude, this election season is ripe with conspiracy theories. It's true. I mean, the immediate, and it's going to be contradicted by the point you're basically setting yourself up to make, uh, the immediate reaction here is like, is there some sort of conspiracy out of the Warren camp to not drop out to keep like sucking away votes from Bernie Sanders in these upcoming primaries? Yeah. Which you would re- respond with. With the polls don't show that at, at necessarily. Like if you look at, the, I don't have a recent poll, but if you looked at uh, previous polls like a couple of months ago, if you added up all the quote unquote moderate votes, yeah. um, people who chose Warren as their first choice for their second choice, there's more moderate votes than the Bernie Sanders choice. Because outside of policy, they could be, I'm voting for the woman on the ticket, you know, just as an example. Well, also- And then if it's, if it's you know, there's no woman on the ticket, it's, I don't care I mean, about Bernie Sanders. I don't like And Bernie also Sanders, when there was you know, like, like, I say this all the time with like, I think the Bernie Sanders campaign, like not necessarily them, but like, you know, we've all heard about the Bernie bros and all that shit, but like, there's a lot of like slash and burn cutthroat politics where there was a while where like when they were fighting on stage, like all the Bernie people were like, she's a snake. (laughs) And they're all using that snake emoji. And it's like, you think those people you mock are just gonna be like, yeah, I'll just join this camp. And their response is like, oh, I'm sorry, you got made fun of online. I guess people shouldn't have healthcare or whatever. And it's like, yeah, there's... That's like a good quip, and it's like there's some truth to that. But I thought it was a good one. Yeah, it's not it's not bad, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. A lot of people are like, if you think Medicare for all is going to get passed, like you're a little naive, also. So I mean, it's that same you know echo chamber argument I was just making goes down to social media too, because people are just astonished at Joe Biden's success, and it's like, dude, there's like. You're talking about like 10,000 people talking about Bernie Sanders all the time. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, there's an entire world outside of your phone that, like, is not in that outside of like, you know, the Young Turks and Reddit are politics. Like, there's another world out there. Yeah. And, uh, either it's, you know, filthy casuals or (laughs) people just aren't into it. But speaking, Um, of Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. We came across this the, thing that the other contender. As I keep like searching Twitter to see when she's going to drop out. And <laughs> this is recorded this is recorded on uh March fourth. So this will be released a couple days later. So who knows what'll happen when you know, in between that time, maybe she'll drop out by the time this is released. But it's not looking good. She was at a rally tonight in Detroit, so I think she's gonna keep going. But I think okay. she's gonna see a couple more states through here. But if she is, I mean, to go back to Conspiracy Alley for a second, if she is staying in and her second choice people are uh, actually more likely to go to Biden, then she could be trying to stop the Biden vote if she is trying to help Bernie. There has been, uh, apparently, Bernie said today, I watched a, um, he had a press conference today in Vermont. And they asked him about Warren and he says their campaigns are like talking and they, he had just talked to her on the phone. So I don't know what's going on there. If an endorsement's coming or if they're going to work together, or I think he could name her VP. Like I could see that happening. Um, but something's going on between them. And maybe part of that is 
trying to get trying to siphon off some of that Biden vote because I mean it was supposed to be originally like these even though there's a lot of southern states where we thought Biden would do well in Super Tuesday there was still I think we were proven right yeah I mean but still like um the the latter part of the contest was supposed to be more favorable to Bernie or I mean to Biden so it's like yeah Sanders chances are dwindling by the day um it's not mathematically impossible yet but yeah, I don't know. It's there's no use trying to predict the f- future unless we're going to make predictions on the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, five thirty-eight, and we it changes like all that. the time. Is only giving Sanders an eight percent chance, but only giving Biden a thirty-one percent chance because no one is the number one probability. Right. Exactly. Kind of goes to Biden anyway because of the super delegates. But we digress. Because anyway, speaking of when I was searching Twitter, <laughs> looking for uh, things. clues that Warren was going to drop out. I came across this thing and some of you have maybe heard this before. Like this was new to me. Yeah. I never heard it before. I'll put it up on the screen for people on YouTube. Um, Oh, sorry. I got my uh, computer doing stuff. Apparently there was, and this is legit. I actually checked it out. There was a cookbook that was put out called powwow chow. And in there, Elizabeth Warren, she didn't write the book, but she contributed to the book. And she has these weird-ass recipes. Um, let me scroll down so you can see them. It's kind of hard to see, uh, but I'll go ahead and read them. They're weird as hell. First one is cold omelets with crab meat. <laughs> Who wants a cold omelet? Is that a thing? But anyway. With crab. Yeah. And then this other recipe Crab with tomato mayonnaise dressing. That's literally like <laughs> one of the grosser things I could think of if somebody <laughs> yeah, like you hate tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, it was just like here's here's what we're having for breakfast today. Welcomed guest in my home. Uh we're having some crab with tomato mayonnaise dressing. Yeah. And I would then, just be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> when you wake up, you'll have a cold omelet with What's crab. What's pow wow chow about crab anyways? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's like, I don't know, coastal crab. I don't know. Stone um, crab. She also had Seminole Mexican crab. oatmeal soup. <laughs> what the fuck are these? <laughs> uh, but it turns out, so at the end of each of these recipes, she signed her name, Elizabeth Warren dash Cherokee. Yeah. Stumbling mm. down on that. Do you know, did you see which, or what year this was released by chance? So this book is actually from oh, like Google it. the late 70s, I believe, or 1984 was when it was released. Was she uh, back when she was a Republican still? Or <laughs> Yeah, I think so. But then like, <laughs> yeah, and later on, um, she used this as like part of an article in Senate where she was saying like, um, she was trying to like pump up her native american whatever ancestry so i guess in in 2012 in the boston the boston herald published something where she was like talking about her proud native american heritage and she mentioned the book uh that she had you know contributed contributed to to powwow chow what do you think the reaction would be if uh they tried to name a book powwow chow right now i feel like it's not great right well the other part of that which i didn't even mention is all of these recipes she stole word for <laughs> word from a famous French chef. Uh, and these were all posted in like, 
I think it was like in the New York Bon Appetit Ta- magazine. <laughs> Uh, it was like in the uh, the Daily News back in the late seventies. She like stole them word for word. That's what I'm saying. Like, what is Pow Wow Chow about <laughs> this fucking recipe? Like, I didn't want to be insensitive and like assume that Native Americans didn't eat tomato mayonnaise, but like they didn't eat fucking tomato mayonnaise. Dude, omelet, you know, like, omelet, omelet is not a typical Cherokee recipe with crab. Like, I don't like as soon as you say it's like a French recipe, it's like yeah, of course oh, it is. Omelet, yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Makes way more sense. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. Probably drop out, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Consider it. Consider dropping out. I mean, she is. Uh, One thing we should also mention before we move on from the political realm, even though I'm sure everybody's stabbing themselves in the fucking ears. Um, Andrew Yang, considering running for mayor of New York City. Yeah, that's really interesting. Friend of the show, Andrew Yang. Friend of the show. (laughs) I actually tried to get Andrew Yang to be on the show, and they just signed me up for his email list. Also, <laughs> very <laughs> passive aggressive of you, Andrew. <laughs> Another thing too is like, I got to call out Andrew. Now I'm on these like UBI like email lists because I donated to him like five dollars so he could get in the debate back yeah. in the day when he had to get donors. And his whole thing was like, I'm not going to sell data, and maybe he like. Maybe somewhere in the fine print they said that, but like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, really? I'm getting, I'm on some sort of like UBI email list, list now. Yeah. No good. Fuck off. I know people uh, still voted for him in the primary. He got a lot of votes. Yeah. He got a ton of votes. Way after uh, dropping out. Yeah. So it's point being, though, I th- I'm glad that he's, he's not just settling into being like a fucking contributor to cnn or something like actually like not just being it does like a make pundit. you wonder though because like it does take a certain person to be able to it makes you wonder about like their ego and if they are a psychopath these people who are everybody who runs for office <laughs> is a psycho <laughs> well because this whole thing is like i feel like i need to you know push these things to you know better the world but it's like i mean do you see him doing a ubi in new york city like i don't see that um it could happen i mean i don't know maybe i'm speaking too quickly but i don't know i don't know if he would be able to implement or would choose to implement ubi on a smaller scale like that i mean it would make sense based on like his stump that we heard it would be terrible for business though to only have like a vat tax in a single city yeah i know it so i mean the other aspects of what he could potentially do is is try to get ahead of the automation like people getting put out of work from automation problem with a well, he could, sample size of 11 million people yeah he could be his own little like test tube factory of <laughs> look at all these things we tried in new york city and then he runs again in 2028 exactly you know like uh you know de blasio and bloomberg <laughs> yeah just <laughs> fucking shove up the black people against the wall yeah, and frisco and everybody else that's ever been a mayor in fucking new york um i don't know i i would like to see him though to my original point there, not just be like a pundit and like actually try to strive for something. Yeah. Radically. I've actually been if watching. If he doesn't get offered a cabinet position, like people should be fucking considering that too, I think. Yeah. It should be a technology czar or something if that exists. Fucking could. Probably could tomorrow. Automation it's a coronavirus czar now, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Moving to just like a completely different, we'll get out of politics a little bit came across this story that came out from CNN, and I thought it was pretty interesting. 
And I think it rings true um, from what I've seen in my own anecdotal experience. But the title of this article was, if you drive an expensive car, you're probably a jerk, scientists say. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, I don't know if that title necessarily matches exactly what the content is, but you're more likely to be a jerk, it seems. Um, So scientists are looking pretty unanimous at this one thing, that the more expensive car you drive, the worst you are as a driver. There was a new study that came out that found that drivers of flashy vehicles are less likely to stop and allow pedestrians to cross the road. And this is is a really interesting statistic. They could correlate it uh, for every thousand dollars of your vehicle's worth. So you're less likely by 3% to slow down <laughs> for every thousand dollars that the vehicle's worth uh, when pedestrians are crossing the road. God, <laughs> it's so shitty. That's uh, it's uh, and not only that. So let me let me add a little bit of an interesting uh, study to run, and it's not the only one. We're gonna go over a second study too. Uh, wow. So they also added in gender and race, and they found that. Researchers, they had used one white and one black man and one white and one black woman as the test subjects, uh, also found that cars were more likely to yield for the white and female participants, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so much of that female privilege again. <laughs> Rear- <laughs> Kidding. Rearing its ugly head yeah. once again. Yeah. We're male rights activists. If it wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't lump me into that shit. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but vehicles stopped 31% of the time for both women and white participants, compared with 24% of the time for men and 25% of the time for black volunteers. What is what is happening out here? <laughs> so that's, that's really interesting. Um, the numbers were pretty close, though. 24 and 25% is almost, like, statistically insignificant. I know. Yeah. That's a little, that's a little nitpicky, I think. Yeah. Um, so they also said the best predictor of whether a car would stop was its cost, as we said. Uh, quoting one of the people from the study, disengagement and a lower ability to interpret thoughts and feelings of others along with feelings of entitlement and narcissism may lead to lack of empathy for pedestrians among costly car owners they theorized in the study. So a lot of narcissistic douchebags driving yeah. sports cars. I mean, another thing too is like, yeah, they're driving cars with like real engines in them and they want to go fast and they, right. you know. Not slam on the brakes. I mean, yeah, there's like a, you could buy a, a big truck or something too that. That's what I was going to say. They cost a lot of money. And then what are you going to slam on the brakes with your like half ton? (laughs) Well, I was going to say this, like I've noticed this more so than anything that big trucks and not just like regular truck, like big truck, you know what I mean? Like raised big ass fucking truck. I've noticed they drive like assholes more than any other vehicle. And some of that, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like feel invincible in those big boys. There's some sort of like machismo, macho, like over yeah. testosterone. And I mean, you drive a truck. It's a it's a big truck, but it's not like a lifted, like crazy, no, stupid it's truck. A, yeah, it's not a. It's, a it's not even a big. A it's not even a yeah. big truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's a there's a large uh, population of Dodge Ram owners out there. <laughs> 
that are just the worst. Yeah. If you drive a Dodge Ram, call 720-282-9782 and leave a message. Love Telling us feedback. why you don't suck at driving and we'll pick it apart <laughs> one one argument at a time. Yeah. I literally took, I actually took stock the other day of like who was like speeding on the highway. Oh, I kind of yeah. like four Dodge trucks. I like, there's a reason I say that. Just like, why is everybody in a Dodge truck driving like a piece of shit? I've noticed that too, man. Not Dodge, but the big trucks, like over and over again. Yep. So frequent. Yep. Uh, it's uh, it's interesting because it's uh, they have big engines, so they have get up and go. Like I've driven a, I've driven like a, um, I guess it would be probably a Chevy twenty five hundred that had like a diesel engine in it, mm-hmm. and it's like a truck built for towing shit. So like yeah. I I usually was towing stuff with it. And then, like, the few times I wasn't and you, like, hit the gas, you're, like, in a sports car, but you're in a truck. Yeah. So, like, people are just, like, relishing in that, and then you just feel like – you don't feel like you're in danger at all. Like Yeah, and you just feel trapped, I'm sure, like, on the highway, like, taller than everyone else, and you're, like, let me get Yeah, I can see everything. (laughs) You just (laughs) – You go over there. (laughs) But I don't know. It's not a – it's not an admirable – No. Trait. Attribute, yeah, trait. Yeah, and I mean, so the uh, discovery of the car-to-value jerkish behavior correlation is not just through this one study. There's actually it's actually backed up by a Finnish study uh, published just last month, and it found that men who own flashy vehicles are more likely to be argumentative, stubborn, disagreeable, and unempathetic. Spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, according to that survey, unempathetic. Sorry. Empathetic is not really a word, is it? According to that survey, 1,892, so roughly 1,900 drivers from the University of Helsinki uh, deemed those that have a disagreeable character traits were more drawn to high-status cars. So that's another thing, too. It's not just that like you're rich and it got to your head and you're an asshole. It's also you're a <laughs> this other study's finding you're a disagreeable piece of shit and that for some reason that you are more drawn to high status cars. An ego thing. Because you may like an ego. You're maybe not necessarily rich. I mean, you see people like that all the time who are like they they drive like a really nice car and you're like, you're just paying five hundred bucks a month to lease that thing. It's not like you're rich or anything, you right. know. Why are you spending all your money on this car? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's true. Uh yeah I don't know man it sounds like uh you you could believe it I mean but but do you think people in like shitty cars drive nice no that's the <laughs> other that is like the counterpoint though you there's got to like, be like a the middle there's ground. a lot of Dodge yeah. neons out there too and they suck too <laughs> if you drive a Dodge neon call seven two zero two eight two nine seven eight two and leave a message we'd love to hear from you and tell me why you're not a shitty driver. <laughs> With a missing hubcap, and I'll pick it apart. Arguing yeah, I would love to see it by make and model, actually. Yeah. That if, would be a really If you drive good. any car. If you drive any Dodge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Dodge got the brunt end of this one, but I don't know. It kind of fits, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know anyone who drives a Dodge, honestly. It's only the trucks these days, right? They had some other shit vehicles, too, though. <laughs> they got the Durango. Yeah. A Dodge Durango. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've only known people in the past that drove Dodges. I can't think of anybody. I don't know anyone. That's probably why I'm so freely talking shit about it right now. Yeah, we just lost 
until one of our friends like texts us after this episode and is like, "What the fuck? <laughs> I just bought this Durango. <laughs> I, I drive a Dodge Neon. <laughs> I'm not calling your stupid show. <laughs> you seen JD Power and Associates? <laughs> yeah, I got so many awards hanging up. Uh, speaking of fans of the show, just like a random tangent, real quick before mm-hmm. we move on. Uh, longtime listener and fan of the show, without even realizing it, used, Andrew Yang used a. Uh, Used the words conspiracy alley to me in a conversation the other day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I like lit up and like didn't get an re- immediate reaction. So you could tell it wasn't like intentional. And I was like, conspiracy alley. <laughs> That's my fucking show. <laughs> Anyways, move on. I had to throw that out there because uh, I felt very good about uh, what we're doing here. Yeah. Well, we're almost out of time. I was going to do this weird story about. Uh, this Indian village that has 220 pairs of twins and they keep getting more and more twins. I'm not going to go down there until uh, we're going to say that for another episode, but <laughs> yeah, that's uh, just a taste. We were talking about things that, you know, where we grew up and maybe we can just throw a couple in there. I don't know there are that many, but Joe grew up in Minnesota. Yeah. I grew up in Georgia pre-internet. And for some reason, we both perpetuated the myth that Marilyn Manson removed a rib so he could suck his own dick. Dude, that's like the big one, right? (laughs) We don't know why or where that myth came from. And maybe if you guys are listening and you, uh, I don't know, we're both like around 32 in age. So maybe if you guys grew up in a similar period of time. It's like middle school, uh, like useless middle school knowledge slash rumors from the early 2000s. Yeah, and then in... Like uh, another one that probably spans further back than that, I'm sure it does actually. Yeah, like, is drawing that fucking S, mm-hmm. which you draw. You, you draw, know the one. You draw six lines. Yeah. yeah, and then you connect them. The S that looks like Eminem invented it. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> having an S last name, I was very familiar with it. Uh, that was more like fifth grade for me, for sure. Right. Yeah. So I think that was even like a '90s thing, probably before before. I, but they like got like passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. Because the point is, like, there was no internet, so how did everybody know that Marilyn Manson removed ribs to suck his own dick? Just every Thanksgiving, everyone told their cousins. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> that it worked? Every family gathering. <laughs> yeah, Marilyn Manson sucked his own dick. That's you guys what, know that. <laughs> what's going on at the kids' table over there? But we know we like know there's more and we can't yeah. we can't easily come up with them. Legitimately, don't call in if you have a Dodge Neon. But if you have You could if you want yeah, I mean, actually it'd be hilarious for me. <laughs> but if you have other of these things that you guys have found out that, you know, are in similar vein that you have no idea how they spread and you'd like to let us know, email us hello at newsonacid.com or seven two zero two eight two nine seven eight two we would love to hear more of these because we were actively searching we were hitting up our friends and really the marilyn manson dick, that's like the main one that's the big one yeah but you know there was shit there had to have been more things like there that. are if you're listening please call in and let us know it's kind of killing me right now <laughs> yeah um but that does it for this episode like us rate us subscribe uh, again, the coronavirus is still active, so don't touch your face. Wash your fucking hands. Yeah. But remain calm. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you guys again shortly. We love you very much. Bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,